Hey everyone, and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, and this is DCI number 119. In this episode, Brian and I are joined by Jackson Clark and Jordan Taylor to talk about their first game, Downwind. Downwind is a 2D adventure game that seems most inspired by that game company's Flower, where you play a leaf soaring through a forest. The game is currently on Greenlight, and you can vote for it there. You can find links for that, as well as trailers, and the show notes to this episode on DarkStation.com. As always, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. Well, Jackson, Taylor, thank you guys so much for, for joining us on the Dark Cast here. How are you doing? Uh, who are you referring to then? Because you kind of mixed up names up. <laughs> Jackson, you said Jackson and Taylor. Taylor yeah, I Jackson did. Taylor, it's the new. Yeah, it's the new Downwind band. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <it's> the <laughs> so it's, Jackson it's Jordan and Jordan, Taylor. yes, um, yes. <laughs> or uh, Clark and and Taylor. With you know, yeah. we can go by first names or, or last names. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm whatever. bipartisan on on first and last names, so you know. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so both of our esteemed guests. How are you today? <laughs> we are going fantastic. Well, I am anyway. I am currently fantastic. sitting in a cafe at uni. Nice. Why I'm so loud. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah. uh, we are here to talk about you guys' uh, first game, Downwind. Uh, but before we kind of get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about who you are and kind of, you know, what what you do on the game, your, your respective jobs, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. All right, I'll, I'll go first. I think um, my name's Jackson Clark, as we've been over. I'm a 19-year-old student. Uh, with work on Downwind, I'm the narrative lead and the design lead, so I work on anything based with the story or the gameplay elements. Um, and I also do the marketing and stuff like that, anything internet-based. I'm the one that uh, sent, out, uh, sent out the emails and stuff like that. And that's that's about it. Yep. So I'm Jordan Taylor. I work on actually making the things and putting them in the game. So I do the art and the programming. And yeah, I'm normally hard at work at that while Jackson manages everything else. And yeah, and we have a collaboration on the uh, on the direction of it. Yeah. Nice. It's a, it's a very collaborative process with Downwind. Very cool. Now, now, Jordan, you you do both art and programming. Sound generally, it seems like those two things are, are split up, unless it's like a, a one man studio. Right. Are you really excited about both of those things? Is one of them kind of your core, and the other your, um, you know, you you, you just do it because? Or how how does all of that that work? No, I always say I have three hobbies in life. Generally, programming, art, and physics, and these get a good two of those and actually there's a lot of physics in the game anyway so sure uh, all of them I like doing equally nice. I like when physics is referred to as a hobby yeah <laughs> that's very much Jordan he's a freak of nature when it comes to those <laughs> three things I wouldn't call them hobbies either <laughs> hobby, do, you use, do you use only like hobby grade physics or are you willing to uh, mix it up a little bit uh, you know I wouldn't put quantum physics in there but you never know it might slip in <laughs> that's the uh, that's the bonus stages of downwind. Uh, you're in it's a leaf in space, and uh, yeah, so it gets crazy. It gets it Einsteinian there from there. Happens. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Dodge the solar wind. 
<laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, uh, are, are both of you guys in university right now? Uh, yes, we are, but we're both studying vastly different things and not really game-related things either. Jordan's oh. studying physics, obviously, and I'm studying criminology. So, yes, very, very different. All right. Yep, different so. Okay, so how did how did you guys meet then? If you're if you're at different universities and you're studying two one completely different things from what you're doing with the game and completely different things from each other. <laughs> uh, well, we were we were high school friends. We lived we lived in the same general area for high school, so we were we shared the same interests growing up as well. So we were pretty close friends during that process, and we've just remained friends during high school and now outside of high school. Which yeah, is and that's us. That's also how we started working on the game together. Like, we've been working on making games in GameMaker for about four years now, since grade ten. Yeah, like, roughly. Yeah. Obviously, we've we've made a good progress on one of two, but we're never anything we're happy with. Certainly, never anything like this. Yeah. So yeah, we've been working together for quite a while now, and it's it's a good relationship. Yeah. Very nice. So is uh, is Downwind made in, in GameMaker as well? Yep. GameMaker okay. Studio. Yep. Very cool. Very so cool. how do you guys arrive at, like, leaves? <laughs> What's that, sorry? Like, how, how did you guys arrive at leaves as your, like, as your concept? Like, this is where we're going with this. We have, you are a leaf. Do it. Well, the, the gameplay was first, I think. Yeah. Like, we had the idea of um, this mechanic of drifting through the wind and having a very physics-based gameplay experience like that. Um, and I think when we developed a little prototype of that, it felt really good. And, you know, the logical progression to that was to the leaf. Yeah. We were just, we were, we were trying to create, a like, a, uh, a theme or a situation in which the gameplay made sense. Mm -hmm. And the leaf is where we fell on with that. Are, are there any hidden Firefly references in this game? No, no. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Just, just one. No, just not yet. Not yet. Anyway. There are fireflies in the game, and they play a big part of the game. But there okay. are no firefly references. All right. Uh, if, if, if for me, if you could just like name one of those tiny fireflies Serenity, then that that would just be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah so. <laughs> Very easy to pull off, I think, at this point. Yeah, should do that. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> what's, um, the, what's the big, what's the big concept with down? Uh, you know, downwind. Um, what what is going on? Give us the elevator pitch. Tell us why a game called Downwind is about a leaf going up. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. So. Obviously, if a game was just like that, it would have a very simple. Uh, not so much, no, not so interesting feel to it, but with the uh, with the narrative at least, we've we've got this tale of the uh, leaf f finally leaving its home and embarking on an adventure to find out what's happening to the forest that it grew up in. What's what's uh, what's the impeding danger? Um, so we've got that we've got that narrative in there. Obviously, that's imperative to a game because uh, we're we're very narrative people. We we enjoy good rich narratives so we've we've designed the narrative around this um to be interesting so and i think the game itself the main reason people want to play the game is exploration 
Like that's True. there's that feeling of wonder and not knowing what's above you as as the forest goes Definitely, on. Definitely, yeah. It's it's a thing we have been inspired by by like um, games like Journey or Flower. They they don't push the player with threats. They they lead them forward with interesting experiences and the uh, a willingness to explore and see the world. Yeah, we, we definitely want to put you in the role of the leaf as it's uh, as it's exploring this way. It's never seen anything above because it's always been uh, like anchored on this on this one branch its entire life. And when it's finally come time to leave home, it's it's going to see it's obviously going to see new things. And we want to put you in the role of the leaf during this adventure, and you'll experience his uh, his explorations, I guess. So it's yeah, I think that's our that's our key. Uh, positive vibe from the game is that exploratory nature alright so you mentioned that uh, taking a little bit of inspiration from like the uh, that game company's uh, games yes Uh, so are are there is there anything that can kill you kind of what what are you doing in the game and is there like a fail state or, or anything here currently anyway Yes, absolutely. So there okay. are there are threats through the game. All right. Um, they're not your motivating force for going up. They're kind of to add some variety and spice to the game as you progress. So the first threat you encounter are the spiders, and they can uh, they can like they slowly creep after you um, as you go up their webs. And if you get close enough, they can grab at you. And if you're not moving fast enough past them um, to evade them, they can web you and they start pulling you in with their web and if you don't break out of their web fast enough then they grab you and wrap you up and then that's a respawn point you go back to uh yeah you go back so that's a fail state there but um if you've encountered spiders or other threats um more than a couple times it should be fairly easy to evade them once you get the technique yeah, we, we we definitely we definitely didn't want to make the game difficult or frustrating in a sense. Like these these enemies aren't overwhelming or anything like that. They're just something there to to make the game feel more alive, I guess, and more populated. Yeah, and so some other threats are branches which fall and you you stick to them if they fall on you, and then you have to wriggle off quickly. And also pine cones which hang, and if you hit them, if you don't avoid them, like you have to kind of fly through the fly through the pine cones yeah. um, then you stick to them and you have to wriggle off before they fall and also we've got um, frogs planned and other environmental things perhaps such as wind or rain maybe yeah, yeah. nice very nice now I, I do kind of have to ask I mean what this is a game about a leaf I, how, how much story can you have in a game about a leaf I, I don't want um, you to spoil anything obviously yeah, yeah, but I, 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 it hasn't How been does that easy work? <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to uh, give. Obviously, a leaf can't necessarily have a voice per se. It can't. Not many leaves have stories. You don't you don't hear about them in any any epics like Homer's Odyssey or anything like that. But um, I, I still believe that everything has a story to tell at some point in its in its lifespan or its you know it, everything's got an adventure and mm-hmm. leaves leaves are no different. Um, but most of our story actually comes from our narrator. So we've got we've got uh, a friend of mine, a popular YouTuber named uh, Critical or Penguin Zero. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's he's got a pretty large fan base on YouTube, and he's doing the uh, narration for us. And we're we're able to tell and convey a story through 
through him mainly about the leaf, while still making it feel like the leaf's the main character and that you are the leaf. So okay, yeah, we can we can kind of give a pretty rich narrative through that narration technique, which is good. gotcha. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, so you you mentioned some of the the obstacles that you'll be kind of facing as you're soaring through the uh, soaring through the the world. But what what's kind of your objective? Is it is it purely exploration, or is that something that is yet to be revealed, kind of in the, the narrative of the the game? Or what what are you trying to do as a leaf? Well, moment to moment in the gameplay, the first thing you do when when and the, the, the way you progress the game, basically, is to um, wake up these ladybugs by hitting them. And when you wake up, they give you a small speed boost, and you can climb higher because of that. Hmm. Um, those are, those are the floating, so, those are things that are kind of floating by that the, that the leaf swings by and picks up in the video, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's the moment-to-moment gameplay. And that's the, kind of the way, and also maybe the reason why this leaf is... Ascending is because it's picking up these ladybugs and waking them up. The reason um, that these ladybugs are sleeping and falling is unknown at the start of the game, at least. So, yeah. Unknown to the leaf, yeah, and the character is an extension. The player, okay. I mean. Is is the leaf also unaware that ladybugs eat leaves? <laughs> <laughs> we we have discussed that, and we think we're okay. going to omit that piece of information. Okay, good. <laughs> It, you know, I mean, honestly, not not knowing how long the leaf lifespan goes for, it's probably better that way. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, like going up, is this uh, a, you know, like we're, the, we're waking up ladybugs, uh, we're kind of making our way... Up is the is 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 the whole game going up? Is it is it moving um, uh, locations at all, or is it just kind of as as the journey goes up, things change? That obviously you know, kind of things expand. You hit your pine cones, you hit your other things. I imagine at some point we'll we'll see more than just uh, the like the ladybugs and kind of what's going on up there. Um, is there is there more to it than just this like singular tree, or is this like Yggdrasil? This is this is the tree. Uh, uh, definitely, definitely. There's there's more to it than just the tree. E- even even the tree is only half of the first chapter, and we've got five chapters planned. Hmm. Uh, with it, with oh, okay, e- each with different um, environments and scenarios and threats to avoid and adventures to explore and so on. Uh, so it's, it's not going to be a massive game or anything, but we, we are planning a a decent amount of content for the main narrative at least. So the trailer um, only shows basically maybe the first half, the first um, third of the game, which is the forest. So up above that pink area where the owl is, um, is the canopy. And once you get above that, then you're basically in the open air and the story changes quite a bit. Um, And, you know, obviously the leaf is exposed to the landscape and what's behind. But, yeah. It's literally seeing a new world, like before its eyes like um well lack of eyes it's it's seeing it's never seen anything like this and it's interesting to us uh, see where the character goes after that and how it reacts to being exposed to such a new sight so yeah we def- we definitely had a lot of fun with uh coming up with different areas to explore and yeah. different themes to present with those areas yeah, and I should mention too that the areas 
don't transition straight from one to the other. They're like not fixed zones. The forest slowly changes as you go up through it. It's like it goes from dark so and slowly gets lighter and the trees and the foliage becomes different and the the enemies and the, the different things you see gradually changing. There's like no hard lines throughout the forest. Um, yeah. So is the forest kind of the where the the game takes place are we going to be seeing any like himalayan mountains or anything at any point or is it all kind of within the the one area uh without spoiling too much the for <laughs> the forest the forest isn't the uh only area that you'll be in there there are other elements that that you'll explore definitely okay. different locations yeah so you go above the canopy and then there's more above that much more yeah gotcha all right. All right. Now, in the trailer, it mentions that there's a local co-op in the game. Yes. Yes. How how does that work? Is that is that part of the uh, the story campaign, or is it part of a, the another part of the game? How can you talk a little at, bit about that? At the moment, at, at any time, you can uh, you can drop in with a friend up to four friend uh, up to three friends. So there's four, total of four players on the same uh, computer. You can uh, use controllers and stuff like that, so that you're not crowded around the same keyboard. Um, as how it works with na the narrative is, basically, it it's just ignores the fact that there's three other people there. It's just the the narrative's not dynamic, so right. it's not going to change for for uh, other players. Uh, it's going to stay consistent like that. But you, of course, you can you can bring your friends along for the adventure, and it's. Probably recommend. Sorry. Yeah, no, gameplay do. does change um, when you add more people, though, because you yeah. can not just you know go and competitively collect ladybugs against each other. You can also give your friend um, assists. So if you if you swoop down and you're going faster than your friend, then you will pick them up um, until um, until you, you're both not going fast enough, and then you'll kind of release your friend. That at least allows you to get to kind of give them a boost and help each other out to climb the forest. Yeah. I think it's a nice experience. So when you said going down, are, are we doing kind of like the uh, the Batman gliding in this, where you, you go down to pick up speed and then pull back up to then ascend? Yes, yeah, exactly. uh, there, there, is a, there is a bit of that in this game, yes. Okay. Very nice. And so you're, you're doing that to also give speed to your co-op buddies if, if they're there along with you. Yeah. Yep. And of course you can pick up more ladybugs when you're going at a faster speed. So you might want to dip down to pick up more ladybugs and then come back up with mm. that speed boost you got from them. It's a, yeah, and it's, it feels nice because it's all physics-based. Okay. I also really like this idea of, like, a rogue band of leaves <laughs> making their way up a tree. Like, you know, we're not going to take this anymore. We're, we're going right to the top with our arguments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, might, it might be worthwhile creating a dynamic narrative for it where there's just a, a rogue band of leaves ready to take on the world <laughs> yeah for real you know they, they've had enough they've been stuck in one place for far too long they've banded <laughs> together they've, they've, they've found a way to ride the wind up and uh, you know it, it's going to take probably a really scary drop bear at the top to stop them <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's who they're going to meet it actually ends with a cut scene where they, they get to the drop bear and they're just like we're tired of this shit <laughs> You know, we, we demand to be treated better than this. Don't eat us anymore. Um, and then, of course, you know, Drop Beer eats the leaves. 
Guys, I, I said no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I didn't want to reveal that this is actually a you know a real, <laughs> like a, a real life leaf retelling of James Bond, where it's <laughs> James Bud, and the the, the drop bear naturally plays the uh, Blofeld stand-in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I believe there's also a um, uh, an endless mode in the game, uh, yes, where yes. you know it's not the, the the story area. How how does the gameplay change in that versus the uh, the, the kind of campaign part? I'll let Jordan answer this one. Fair enough. Well, um, so you can have endless modes for each kind of um, area that you progress in. Basically, it's just I stop the number that tells the game from. Um, to keep to make your height change the world I stop that number from going up and basically it just becomes infinite so that's basically how it's done it's very easy to implement so for any area you come across you can just make that infinite um, but how the gameplay changes it's more based on um, score and the, the completion of op- optional objectives such as um, you know you might get an op- optional objective to like rise a certain number of meters or collect a certain amount of ladybugs or evade a spider or get caught by a spider and then get out or ride a wind tunnel, something like that. So there are these optional objectives and they happen throughout the campaign, but they're they're more of a focus in these endless modes. Um, And when you complete them, you get this currency called pedals, which will be used for things in the game. Hmm. Um, And also, basically, it's just like seeing how high you can get. Yeah. There's... That's the main part of it, the endless mode. Okay. Now, um, the the pedals that you earn are those. Can you gain those in the campaign as well, or is that purely kind of a uh, an endless mode bonus? At the moment, you can earn them in campaign, but we're not sure if that'll uh, that'll be consistent with the end game. Okay. We'll we'll see how uh, how it goes. We might want to entice people to play the endless mode a bit more. So we'll remove pedals from campaign, or we'll leave them because it feels good. We're not sure yet, but at the moment they are in campaign, and uh, they are used to buy stuff from our our cosmetic store, so you can spice up your leaf to look hot. That, as, that hot was as, gonna, as hot as you can make it. That was going to be my next question. So I, I assume that means we have hats in in downwind. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> and you we do. can just stack hats on top of each other as as we soar through the forest. <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't put any of that cosmetic stuff in yet, so we haven't decided which direction we'll go with it, whether it's more arty or more fun. Um, we haven't decided yet, but, um, yeah, we'll see. And also, a big point of it is there'll be no real currency in it. It'll just be pedals. Yeah, we're not looking to uh, put any in-app purchases or anything like that in. Nice. Very nice. Now, the uh, the gameplay of this, I mean, you, you mentioned that you know, it's, it's a pretty simplistic uh, kind of... Um, game in terms of the the mechanics that you're doing. Are, are you shooting just for for PC? Because there, there's I don't know. There's something about it that kind of seems like it would be nice to just sit here and kind of draw on an iPad or something and soar through the forest. It, is that in any realm of thought process, idea, possibility? Uh, yeah, d- definitely. Um, at the beginning of the the project, we discussed uh, which platforms we should put it on, and because it was easier to develop for PC, we decided to focus on PC development first. But it was always uh, discussed uh, with porting it to other devices, such as mobile and 
tablet, and it's something we definitely want to explore in the future, but we can't we can't really uh, like solidify our plans yet as to that. But at launch, we, we we hope to have it on PC, Mac, and Linux, or at least. But we are we are developing it now as a full PC game. There's like nothing yeah, yeah. mobile about what we're doing really we're gonna we're developing it as a full pc experience and then we're gonna change that to mobile because people don't like playing mobile games on pc yeah that is true (laughs) yeah it's definitely not stripped down or anything along those lines it's not like yeah there's there's definitely it's simplistic in nature but there's this certain sense of uh depth to it which is what primarily makes the pc game now okay yeah, it's it's weird, or I guess it's not weird. It's, it's kind of completely understandable. It, nobody ever gets mad when a, a PC. Well, I'm sure there's some people that get mad because yeah. the internet <laughs> likes to get mad. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> generally, people don't get mad that you know a PC game is ported to to a you know a tablet or something. But people definitely get mad when a tablet game is ported to PC. Oh yeah, and it, it's still just especially when it still looks like a tablet game. It's got like giant buttons everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so, it frustrates me too, good call. And so I, so I can I can understand where that's coming from. I I don't like mobile games on PC. Yeah, it's cheap. Very nice, very nice. Now you mentioned that the um, the co-op will be playable, you know, with controllers and stuff. Is is the regular game played with controllers and kind of how? I, what what are the controls like? Is it generally just like mouse on a? Uh, mouse and keyboard setup is it you know WASD how, how are you actually controlling the leaf it's, it's actually just A and D really you just <laughs> you just lean in the direction you want to uh, you want to float towards so if you hold A you'll, you'll shift left and you'll fall left and if you hold D you'll uh, shift right and fall right and then you can l- release those keys and kind of float upwards and stuff like that it, it's a uh, it's very difficult to explain how how the controls work. I mean, they're simplistic, but it's it's yeah. it's difficult really, to explain how it correlates to actions in game. But it feels very uh, yeah. It feels very good. Yeah. It feels very natural. Really, all you're controlling is the rotation of the leaf. Yeah. You don't control how the leaf moves. The physics does that, and the wind does that. It all determines that. But all you just determine is how your leaf is rotated. Basically, that, and that allows you to just fly. Basically, and it feels nice having such simple controls to allow you to um, create such complex movements. Yeah. On on um, you will be able to play it with controller on PC, and we're thinking just the control scheme for that. I think what works best will be um, left trigger to rotate left to lean left, and right trigger to rotate right and lean right. Okay. Um, but we are planning more complex um, interactions with the game for development of the leaf as you go up so it's not just the same gameplay as you go through that's what the fireflies will be for they'll be um, they'll allow you to perform abilities like such as perhaps um, attracting sorry uh, perhaps waking up ladybugs in the area around you you can use some fireflies and following you for that or perhaps um, sending the fireflies out to collect ladybugs or making your trail kind of solid and rideable or um making ladybugs that fall on your trail um, affect wake up and um, send boost through to you so that's that's how some of the ways we're planning on um, diversifying the gameplay as the game goes on and developing the character as well very nice now, now I assume with the the fireflies also comes the ability to 
pull crazy Ivans? Is that is that true? Or no? More Firefly references. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, 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 I <laughs> you can't take this guy from Jonathan. It's just how no, it goes. <laughs> no, no, you can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, you do. You you absolutely do. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it has oh, it has nothing to do. It. Not even a full season. 14 episodes and a movie. Um, but... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man, that, that's a good show. Anyway, um, enough with that. Uh, is Any other ideas? Uh, uh, you know, kind of like the, the Firefly stuff. Not not the show, but the actual Fireflies in the game. Um, any Anything else that you can talk about that you've, you know, are, are working on or have implemented? Uh, I'd like I'd like to take a a moment to mention that our sound design and our soundtrack are being developed in house. We 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 we're developing it in our uh, in our studios. We got we've got a few guys working on it. We've got a guy named Dylan Turner working on the soundtrack, and it's absolutely fantastic. It really fits the fits the feel and the uh, the theme that we're trying to convey, and. Uh, You've probably heard it in the trailer as well. We think it's absolutely beautiful, and that's definitely going to get more varied as the game goes on as well. So yeah, we're going to have a dedicated soundtrack, and the sound design is also awesome. We've got another guy doing that. So yeah, it's not just Jordan and I working on it. Okay. Uh, so who all who all is working on the the game right now? Uh, so it's four people yeah. or five, including um, critical. So probably five people. Um, okay. Yeah. So one narration that's critical the YouTuber. Uh, Mike from Seattle is doing the um, sound design. Um, Dylan is doing the music. And like I said, um, I'm doing the art and programming and Jackson's doing the um, design and marketing and story. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Now, how long have you guys actually been working on, on Downwind? Since uh, late, late last year, I think, around... Yeah, around... Early December, I think, is when we started. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, we we got it was just us to begin with, and then we got Dylan, Charlie, or Critical, um, and Mike on. I think around January was that right, John? We we got them on in January, I think. So yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, but we've we've been working on it for at least three months now. Okay. Yeah. So it's. It's come together fairly quickly for what we have, and I mean, so we've made a lot of progress. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's very exciting. Very nice. Now, considering both of you guys are are in school right now, how do you balance making a video game with you know everything else that you've got demanding your time? Yeah, it is. It is really tricky. Like <laughs> this. This is the first week of uni now, so it's. Okay. Um, and it's mainly just been the holidays that we've been developing it, so it's it's gonna get tough. But gotcha. um, like I said, I'm skipping class right now, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're pretty dedicated to getting this game done. We're 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 really excited for it to to find its way into people's libraries. So nice. that motivation is gonna keep us going. Uh, obviously. Most of us have school and extracurricular, extra, extra stuff. So, 
when the time yeah. comes, prioritization probably will will happen and we'll have to focus on assignments and stuff for a little while, but we definitely plan to have the game finished by mid this year. Okay. Yep, at least. Yeah. Very nice. That seems, that seems very reasonable, especially yeah. given, you know, how crazy some of that uh, university stuff can get. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially with Jordan. Like, mine's mine's a bit of, uh, a bit less demanding than Jordan's. Jordan does, like, all this crazy physics shit, and <laughs> it's it's insane. Uh, I don't know how he, I don't know how he can juggle doing art, programming, and his physics assignments. It's just, it would blow my mind just doing one of those things. <laughs> Too kind. You flatter me. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, Brian, do you have any any more questions about the game before we go into the end game? Oh no, I'm ready to rock these guys with the end game. Oh boy. All right. Um, so yeah, like we kind of warned you about at the beginning, we like to end with a little bit of a questionnaire um, aimed more at you guys and not necessarily downwind or uh, or you know like the game itself. Yeah. Um, so feel free, uh, give us your first answer, let us know what you really think. Uh, here we go. Question number one. Um, who is your favorite video game protagonist? Uh, I, I'm going to go with John Marston from Red Dead Redemption, personally, in terms of characterization. I thought that was probably the, one of the strongest characters in video game history. <laughs> Damn it, I'm going to draw a blank on every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. Whenever I'm confronted with an actual question, I'm like, I don't have no, I don't know what what our opinions. I don't understand. It's like it's like you can't commit to giving an answer, even though you know you could pull something out of your ass. Basically, you just don't want to commit to it. Yeah, if somebody else has asked a question, that's fine. I can answer that question all day long. But the moment I'm asked something directly, yeah, like I no, I don't know. Do I? Do I? I don't even play video games. What are you talking about? (laughs) Just say the belief, Jordan. Um, I've got no answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody um, comes to mind. Nobody you like playing as or being uh, being in control of. Damn it! <laughs> it's okay. We've got all we've got all night, man. Mind blank. All Can we night. go to the next question? I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you an answer later. Next question. It's only going to get harder Boss. from here. Boss. This is going to be the worst for you. I'm just telling you. So I'm winning. Uh, so question far? number. Question number two. I'll see. We'll show it. Well, question number two. We're going to flip the script. Who is your favorite antagonist? Oh, that is that's tricky. Uh, probably, probably the uh, was it the fetus from Super Mate Boy? Yeah, Doctor Fetus. <laughs> yeah, that's a I found, good one. I found him hilarious. Yeah, yes. I don't. I don't think we've gotten that one before, Brian. That's great. Uh, we have not. That's an excellent, excellent choice. This is just crippling. <laughs> one, one or the other. How <laughs> do <laughs> you come up with answers so fast, Jackson? I don't know. I can only think of like three games. You want to just use one of those games? Who cares? All right, Hotline <laughs> Miami for both. Hotline <laughs> Miami. <laughs> the game. Okay, okay, okay. Hotline Miami related question: Are you a a rooster or tiger man? Uh, a what? Or a tiger? Sorry. Rooster oh, or actually, tiger? The tiger's where it's at. That punch is so good. Yes, that punch is that punch is excellent. I also enjoyed the one man. that made you invisible to dogs. I forget which one that was. Yeah. Nah. Because I enjoyed walking into rooms where dogs would just like <laughs> run at you and they just kind of walk on by and you're like, yeah, that's right, dog, keep walking. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, question number three. Um, are there any uh, like trends in video games today that you think are, are, are 
need to need to get bigger, um, need to spread more. Any anything that's not uh, proliferating enough um, for your guys' taste that you'd like to see just to to keep growing, given the chance. Yeah, I think the focus on art in video games and video games as art, a lot of what what stuff like that game company has done is great stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that, but um, also I feel like. AR is going to be pretty large, and I, I'd like... I, HoloLens doesn't seem to get as much recognition as VR. Admittedly, I haven't done much research into it, but I'm much more excited for HoloLens than I am for VR. So I'd, I definitely want to learn more about the AR side of, side of gaming as well in the future. Sure. Yeah, they actually just uh, released some content about the uh, the Hololens just uh, a few days ago. Oh, um, did they? As, yeah, uh, apparently they're they're making a new uh, Conquer game Ooh. for for Hololens that you'll Conquer will be actually like running around and jumping on stuff in your your living room and whatnot. So That's that amazing. sounds cool. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds really cool. Hopefully, it works better than Connect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Very own Drop Dead Fred, just all over the place. Oh, I love that movie. That's crazy. Yeah, I haven't heard a reference to that movie in forever. That's 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 why you come here. Yes, yes. <laughs> For the Drop Dead references. Fred references. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> question four. Um, uh, also flipping the coin on this one. Uh, are there any tropes in video games today that you'd like to see just go away completely? <laughs> Uh, the the whole uh, like the whole what's it called like you have to you have to play serious games to be called a gamer trope yeah is is very annoying like um, I think uh, personally I think gamers should I think the gamer term should just go away anyway to be honest I don't I don't really like that that term because when people call you a gamer the, something springs to your mind like you you imagine it like an overweight basement dweller and I think society has imprinted that <laughs> fairly well over the years with that with that whole trope so yeah with the whole gamer like subculture that that's got the stereotype I think is my least favorite trope yeah I absolutely sure. get behind that one that sounds great um, next question uh, another kind of pointed question for each of you um, right now you're kind of living the dream you're you're doing I mean, Jordan, you're doing physics, which is it's physics. <laughs> it's uh, you know, exactly, Jackson. We're, you guys are making a game together. This is great. Um, given no restrictions, um, is there any other profession you'd like to attempt? Ooh, that is that's an, that's an interesting one because I'm I'm doing criminology at the moment, but I don't know if I could see myself as as in that field when I graduate. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I used to I used to really want to be a paleontologist like uh, studying dinosaurs and stuff like that I used to love that as a as a kid and well I mean with politics. your background and a couple more science classes you could you could like investigate dinosaur crimes yeah exactly <laughs> who, who caused the extinction that'd be great it was the dinosaur Hitler <laughs> <laughs> he was very upset over tiny hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's my that's my answer anyway. So I'm lazy and I can't think of anything else. <laughs> well, I'm pretty lazy too because I think I'm already like on track to doing my dream 
career, which is being a physicist who also does art and video games. That's pretty much it for me. So when you say being a physicist, what what does that mean to you? Because the only um, physicist I ever knew was like a teacher in my 12th grade uh, in high school, and I I wouldn't follow that man across the street, <laughs> much less to like the moon. My, well, hopefully, maybe the moon? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be cut out for the moon. Like, my dream would maybe be to work in something like a particle accelerator like CERN in Geneva, um, something like that. Or, you know, work on really exciting theoretical work like string theory. Like, there's a lot of my role models do that, work on exciting topics. Looking at stuff and going, shit gets real tiny and it's real crazy over there. <laughs> yep. I gotcha. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's a good dream. I like that. I like that. Uh, penultimate question. Um, if you had the opportunity to play uh, one game again with fresh eyes, um, what would you play? Hmm. Um, I, I, I'd honestly probably say Journey. The first, the first playthrough of Journey, for me at least, was absolutely amazing. The, the amount of love and creativity that that game company put into that game astounded me through my first playthrough and everything... I'd love to see that with fresh eyes again. I think the game that astounded me on my first playthrough the most was probably Mass Effect 2. I just loved that game. No, that, that is a good game, yeah. I love Mass Effect. It's kind of good, though, because you can kind of go back through with, uh, with fresh eyes and play as like a renegade or something. That's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody does that. Nobody, nobody uses renegade. It's... Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you feel too bad. It's, it's That's okay. it. You know, because it's not that he's making, like, bad decisions. It's that he's making bad decisions while also being a dick. Yeah. It's true. And, and, it's and, and like, the worst kind of person. Yeah, <laughs> it's really just dick decisions. Like, that's... Yeah, renegade, you would... Most renegade of the time, it's not like even evil. It's just... Slowing air in a motorcycle. But <laughs> that is not it. what, like, renegade <laughs> shepherd is. <laughs> I agree. Correct, yeah. not about us. Anyway, <laughs> like most old games, if you play them with fresh eyes now, would be terrible. I, yeah. I guess fresh eyes mean that you haven't seen everything past that as well. But yeah, objectively, well, you know, games you're like getting... playing it again for the first time, like that. That. Yeah, yeah, the, the same feeling that you got. Yeah. yeah. Alright, All right. last question. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad <laughs> is there to meet us with the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in? Uh, good job on Downwind. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> is that all your life has become? Yes, that's my life now. Yeah, did, did you beat did you now? No. Or something? <laughs> he's, 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 and the only thing you can say is just good job, like nothing more. <laughs> that's it. I don't know. Good job on level one. There's a lot more to go. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I like that. Well done. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Very nice. Excellent. Very nice. Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, you guys passed, so we promised you some points at the beginning, and I'm I'm sure I've tabulated all of them here. Um, Jackson's going to win just because Jordan couldn't answer two questions. <laughs> uh, but again, <laughs> you know, that doesn't really matter. There's no real prizes aside oh, from 
uh, pride in Jackson being able to hold that over Jordan for the rest of his life. Uh, but while he does that, Jonathan, why don't you why don't you take us home and and uh, and, and 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 lead us off here? Well, Jackson and Jordan. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Dark Cast. Uh, we greatly appreciate you, uh, you know, being on the show and talking about Downwind. If you could send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about the game. Uh, certainly, you can you can find Downwind at downwindthegame.com, and you can find us on Greenlight at the moment. We we desperately need votes. Not desperately. We're going we're going fairly well. We're we're what are we? Top twenty nine. Yeah, 29. 29 out of 2,000. Nice. So, yeah, we're pretty happy with that. But you can find us at, at Greenlight at, well, just, just search in Downwind because I, I probably can't give you the file name, <laughs> the file string of letters and random numbers. That would be too difficult. Yeah, because Steam can't make Greenlight, you know, just say... Customizable, you know, yeah. It's yeah, Greenlight slash Downwind. Yeah. yeah they, that's the, way too complicated. You, you, yeah, you can just search it up. <laughs> you can just search Downwind in Greenlight, though, and you, you, you'll be able to find it. Um, or, or, or it's on our website, yeah. What's that, Jordan? We're on Twitter too. Also, check out Critical. He's a good YouTuber. Yes, yes. Penguin Zero on YouTube. He's he's awesome. He's very funny, and he's he plays a giant role in the game. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks for having us, guys. Really appreciated it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for, for being on again, and good luck as you kind of go into your, your normal class schedule and, and work <laughs> on the game and just, uh, you know, just the, the best of luck yeah, thank uh, you. and all of that, thank and uh, look forward to, you know, seeing the, the game come out hopefully later this year, uh, summertime-ish, or yeah. I guess wintertime for, for you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys again, and uh, have a good one. You too. See ya. Great. Thank you.